106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessing acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source. All right, good morning, everybody. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, switching gears from Fix-It Radio. Thank you all for listening to the last hour. Myself, myself, Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder with me today doing Drive Radio. He was here for Fix-It Radio and had a really interactive first hour. No, so I did. Thanks Power for being here. Power Tools. Was good. Always good. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Larry Younger answering phones. Lines are open, 303 477 5600. Give us a call. We'll get you right on air. Bob White joining us also, which I told you guys earlier. I uh, actually said this even last night that he would be with us today to talk about salvage titles and things along those lines. So, Bob. Good morning. You can pull that thing closer if you want. All right. Yeah. There you go. Get comfortable with that. There we go. How is Bob? Bob is fine today. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, you normally hear Bob's voice on the air, not in person. So, good to have you. Good to be here. We've been talking about it for a while, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, well have some I, fun. I think, and, and you mentioned this, you know, to me, you know, a few weeks ago when we were talking about it, you sent an email and said, hey, if we want to get more in-depth in this, you know, let me know and let's, let's have a show and let's do it. I, I wanted to do it because with the prices of used cars and even new cars, the reality is the salvage market, I don't want to say it's taken off, but let's just say that there's a renewed interest in it. And a lot of people are looking at vehicles that are lesser priced, but Mm -hmm. they have a rebuilt slash salvage title. And I don't think everybody really understands what that means and or what has gone into that vehicle to get it to the point to where it's quote unquote roadworthy. And I use roadworthy very loosely because in some cases, they're still not, in my opinion, but that's a conversation we're going to have today. Very true. Am I right in what I said? Exactly. That is, it's the, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the description you gave that the market has changed. You've got people now, because of the economic situation that's going on, uh, that are looking at, at vehicles and thinking, oh, I can get a great deal. I'm going to, I'm going to buy a, a, a salvage vehicle. Well, and, and real quick, I want to stop you for a second. I've also had emails from listeners where, they're giving me the price of the vehicle. They're showing me what, and I say, well, you know, where's the website? Let me take a peek at this for you. Once I do a little bit of research, I'm, I'm figuring out within about five minutes that, yeah, the reason this is a lot less money is because it's got a salvage title. They're not necessarily being told that, or if they are, they're not hearing that on the front side, Bob. Exactly. And, and just backing up just a little bit, just kind of re- remind or let people know kind of what my experience is. I'm not an expert, but I have experience in the field, by, uh, not by choice. Uh, right. <clears throat> that happens when you're in the automobile business, and at some point, uh, odds are that even though you use your best efforts, you're going to wind up with a vehicle that you shouldn't own. Right. And, I've, and, and real quick, because you've been in the buying and selling 
end of the business. You know, Josh, I, we've been more on the repair side and all of that and doing even the inspections on used cars and so on. You're actually on the other side doing the buying and selling of, right? Well, for about 30 years, I've sold primarily to dealers in five states. So I've seen a few cars. Mm -hmm. Um, I've made some expensive mistakes. Haven't we all? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, on balance, learned a lot. So, uh, yeah, that's so I, I listen to these discussions or comments or calls about, uh, you know, salvage titles. And every time I, I hear them, I wince. So, you know, <clears throat> that's why I called you. And I thought, well, why don't we uh, sure. do something and, and just kind of open it up. And I'm, I asked Josh before we went on air if I could use him as a straight man because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out some questions that, that I, I, I want to use to expose some of the myths and the, and the uh, lack of understanding that even people who deal with the cars on a regular basis sometimes lose track of. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's why, that's why you're here. Yeah. So shall we start? Yeah. And by <laughs> the way, if any of you have questions, especially when it comes to you know salvage title, rebuilt titles on cars, even stuff coming from out of state, and or just you know pricing questions in general, Bob's sort of my go-to guy on you know, what's the used car market even doing? Where are prices headed? Uh, you heard me talk months ago, and Bob and I were in conversation behind the scenes talking about the used car market, and there were folks out there talking about how the used car market was going to crash at any point in time. It's just around the corner, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't buy this. Don't buy that. Well, as it's turned out, Bob and I have been correct, and they have not been. Has there been a leveling off in car prices on the used side? To a certain extent, yes, but they are still high. There's still a lack of supply. Anytime there's a lack of supply and the demand is up, which it is because of the new car side, it's going to keep prices up. And until the manufacturers of new cars start really filling lots back up and producing enough cars to meet the demand, and, and by the way, you're not hearing any of this in the news media, by the way. No, nobody in the press is talking about the things that we're talking about. I had predicted uh, well over a year ago that we'd see a six, seven million, you know, six, six to seven million unit drop in sales in the United States of America in 2021. And guess what? That's about where we're at. We normally, in the United States of America, for those of you listening, we normally sell or consume about... 17 million units a year, roughly, give or take, you know, a few hundred thousand, but it's typically right around 17, 18 million units a year. I believe, Bob, in 2021, we're going to be down around 11 million units, if I'm not mistaken. I think that might be a little, I'm sorry, for 2021? Yes. That's probably close. I haven't seen the statistics. I, and I haven't checked in the last few weeks either, right, but I, we were on track to be like 11, 12 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. Right. I, I forward to John a report which is generated by one of the by the largest auction company literally in the world, Mannheim. Mm-hmm. And because of the economic changes that have happened in the last, well, during the COVID situation, uh, <clears throat> the auction business has changed dramatically. And this is a wholesale, not, not uh, that's another little pet peeve. We hear about little uh, auctions that uh, people shouldn't be at if they don't have a clue what they're doing, and Correct. most people don't when they go to those auctions. But Mannheim is, they're, wor- they're literally worldwide. I mean, I bought cars. I was in Tokyo for uh, celebrating a grandson's birthday, and I got a little bored and locked in Mannheim. I bought cars in Utah that I sold to, or, or I bought cars in Chicago that I sold to a dealer in Utah, and I never saw or touched them. And I'm, I'm in Japan doing it so that's kind of the state of what happens and and that has a that's had a huge impact on the uh, automotive buying and selling uh, between dealers Um, it 
it started about 25, 30 years ago, and uh, no one wanted to take the risk of buying a car online without seeing it, touching right. it, knowing what was going on. Correct. Uh, so that, that has evolved uh, 180% um, just because the uh, – the auction, the the whole the dealer auction portion has evolved to a a, a well oiled system that has protections for both sides, buyer and seller, and uh, it's taken a while to get there. But now that we've got there, we can uh, uh, we can we can uh, see a lot of changes in the industry. Now, I, I divert. I apologize for no, no. That's all. No, that's all great comments. In fact, one of the things I just wrote a note of that I want to come back to here uh, while you're with us is. This whole who should be at auctions, because I have my own strong opinions on some of that that I want to get into, and I'll tell you why. And some of you out there listening may not like what I say, but I'm going to say it anyways. We'll get into that here okay. as we go through this as well, because you just you know you just reminded me of something that I've always wanted to talk about anyways, um, and, and we'll get into that here at some point. But you know what? Let's do this, folks. We'll take a quick break. We're up we're up at that point right now. Question of the day, by the way, and you can call in any time and give us this, because this would be something even right up Bob's alley and Josh's as well as give me your favorite classic car that's been remade already and or give me one you wish they would remake so the Bronco you see some of those now floating around and it's a remake of the Bronco from the you know the, the early 70s they started stopped making that particular unit in 77 so they've made this Bronco look very close to that particular vehicle and and to give Ford some credit they've done a really good job of that and it's selling well that's what I'm talking about that you know the Dodge Challenger the Chevy Camaro so there's several of those out there now where there's been sort of a remake of an old car tell me what your favorite is and or what you wish they would remake and then again if you've got a question on salvage title vehicles or just the used car market new car market in general give us a call we'll talk to you so we'll be right back lines are open 303-477-5600 this is drive radio klz 560 home values are rising 8 10 and 13 percent in some areas trying to buy it but keep missing take aim to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps let us show you options take aim 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out Hiking the Trail Safely with Your Dog. 
At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050 or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Josh Goff joining us from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Bob White with us as well, who has a long history in the car buying and selling end of things. Larry Younger answering phones, and of course, Charlie Grimes, our engineer. So we're going to get right into it. If you've got a question regarding new vehicles, used vehicles, the buying and selling of, how titles work, you know, how does an out-of-state title work if you bring a vehicle in from out-of-state, if you buy one, even a new vehicle out-of-state, how does that work? You know, all of the different uh, you know, facets of that we can get into. Most importantly, though, we're going to clear the air and give some really good explanation of how the salvage title end of things works because there is, as Bob said earlier, even in the industry, even among you know, peers, if you would, uh, even some dealers don't, I think, really don't even understand fully what a salvage title involves. So let's get into it. You're going to use Josh as the guinea pig. Go for it. All right. <clears throat> Josh, what determines when a vehicle becomes salvage? Isn't it when the amount of damage exceeds what the vehicle's worth by, what, 25% difference? Well, that, it, it, that's a good start, and it, it, it varies, actually. There's no—we'll go no back to the— we'll go, yeah, There's no okay. hard set— so it, who, it really comes down to the insurance company, right? Well, that was going to be my next question. Who determines when a vehicle becomes salvage? It seems like the insurance company does. Okay, generally speaking. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the golden rule, the guy with the gold rules. In this case, that's the insurance company. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's true to a, to a point. There are others. The federal government can do it. Okay. Um, 
there's uh, meaning exp- that one I don't understand. Explain that. The U.S. government is unique among in many ways. Uh, one of the ways <laughs> That's is putting it mildly. <laughs> one, of, one of the ways is it is a it is a licensed v- motor vehicle dealer for new vehicles. Okay. And the reason for that is GSA buys a whole lot of cars That's every true, year. They do. That's true. Good okay, point. Okay, so they t- they don't have to title they they title them sometimes. Uh, typically, they're on what's called an uh, MSO, Manufacturer right. Statement of Origin. Uh, that's not always true. Which isn't uh, a title, by the way. That's exactly right. It is not a title. Right. We're going. So we're going from there, and then we go to uh, the uh, flip side. And I apologize. A dog woke me up at three o'clock this morning. No, you're so, fine. You're fine. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> let's go back. So the MSO. So the, MSO, so, the, yeah. so, the, so the GSA so, and the MSO. So which which real quick, I want to stop there for one second because a lot of folks get confused on the. MSO side, because a lot of folks think that that there's something legally speaking in regards to the MSO with ownership and so on. And all that is is just a state, as you said a moment ago, Bob. It is what it says. It is a manufacturer's statement of origin only. It is not a title to the vehicle. Correct. Correct. That is correct. Now, we, we talked about when GSA acquires the mm-hmm. v- vehicles. Well, then they have to. Then they get rid of them at some point. Right. Yeah, auctions. Um, they typically go to GSA auctions, right? They, yeah, it used to be. Now it's a, it's, it's a variety because a few years ago they basically eliminated the ability of the large auction chains, Mannheim and Odessa being the two largest. They can no longer – they cannot have uh, – well, they are allowed to get a government contract if they choose to follow certain guidelines, which require the, the – uh, they have to give out the salary – for every employee they have, they have to define all the owners, what their interests are, and every uh, Mannheim and Odessa, which again are the two n- sure. large, m- massive chains, have both declined to do that. And, so, and by the way, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any differently if I was them. Nor would I. So the uh, that's that's too much to ask, by the way. Right, as and that it was a it it was a shocker to the industry when they when GSA had changed that. <clears throat> Uh, but that's the way it is. So what now you have independent which auctions, which are smaller generally. Mm-hmm. And they uh, let me give an example. This past weekend, uh, there were there was an auction, a GSA auction of vehicles in Guam. Okay, I've never been to Guam, but I I'm looking at the va- prices of these vehicles and I'm thinking it's kind of interesting. Um, they sold for probably 20 percent of what they would sell for. If they were going through a Mannheim auction, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's one because of the locale, or? just because the, you can't get any information. I mean, there's some vehicles in there that I had a, a personal interest in, and uh, you can't. Were they actually physically on the island? Physically on the island. Uh, okay. So there is a smaller auction, an independent auction that's up in Seattle. They do auctions for GSA in Anchorage. Uh, in uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, which it sounds like a good combination, uh, in Guam, and uh, let's see, one other, oh, Puerto Rico. Okay. I've imported stuff from Puerto Rico, because I, I figured out how that works. I'm trying to figure out the Guam thing, because I said that there's enough, enough air, there there's enough room work. to make some yeah, expensive errors. Okay. But that's, so that's what's going on. Okay. So that gets back to the MSO. I did, by the way, though, that's information... Uh, today, I didn't know prior. I, I thought yeah. GSA was still handling a lot of that the way they used to. I didn't know that it changed. That's probably 10, 15 years, okay. years ago that changed. So let's go back to what it, the MSO. And 
ownership of the government because, you know, the government, a lot of the government vehicles come back into, all of them come into the market, and a lot of those are bought by individuals. Mm-hmm. And some and individuals can bid. Uh, they don't have to go through a dealer. It, individuals can buy um, a vehicle from GSA, the government agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> without being having a license. Okay. So what the government does, they issue what is called a standard form 97, SF97. Uh, you learn about that early in the game. And the SF97 is not like a t- is not as accurate as a title. Uh, over the years I've had some interesting title experiences, you know, a, a title with newer car should have 17 digits. Right. Mm-hmm. I've gotten I've gotten one with 20 that had been through Nissan, that had been through the auction, two different Mannheim auctions, nobody caught it. Um, to fix that is a major effort. Now, yeah, that's, a, that's a VIN error, basically. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, cat, a yeah. t- catastrophic, and I've been down that road. And, and real quick for everybody listening, the reason why we do VIN numbers, of course, is because that's really the birth certificate, if you would, of any vehicle that's running around on our roads here in the United States of America. Really, it's kind of worldwide, but here, here, especially in the U.S., that's how all vehicles are identified, each one being unique, right? Right, and the expectation is that that document is perfect. It is flawless. Right. It, it gives the information. Just like a birth certificate. Just like a birth certificate. Unfortunately, when GSA sells the vehicles, their standard form 97s are done by people who have no clue what they're doing in many cases. And I say that <laughs> with experience. Oh, Bob, come on. It's the government. I know. I know, I know they always know what they're doing. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, there, I, I have gotten uh, standard form 97s for vehicles I purchased uh, that have the wrong VIN, that have the wrong year, that have the wrong make. Probably description of, and such, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, it's, it's fixable. Uh, it just takes time and dealing with someone who doesn't, under, doesn't understand the importance they're not of getting car, it They're quickly. not car people. Right, and saying. they don't understand right. that, that that car that I bought with a defective title is worthless. Is wor- yeah. I, I've got money tied up that right. I, I can't do anything with it. Because you can't sell fixed. that until those items are fixed. Exactly. Yeah. So that all of it isn't directly salvaged, but it all kind of ties into the sure same concept. So sure it does. Well, hit- I didn't know that on the, on the GSA. I... I I, I never bought a GSA vehicle, so I wouldn't know about the, the forms and the, the you know them I having can, MSOs and so on. So that's interesting. I can hook you up and you can look at some of the uh, stuff coming up. You'll love interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, so going back to the question was, you know, who determines right. it? Generally speaking, it's the insurance company. And across the state, let's we'll focus on Colorado, but we'll touch on a couple other broader ones. Yeah, because we have impact. folks listening in, you know, Wyoming and Nebraska and exactly. so on. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so the uh, Kansas. I don't want to <laughs> leave anybody out of Kansas as well, so I'll throw that in there too. Right. So the uh, what the insurance company predominantly, but then you, like I said, U.S. government. Uh, U.S. government as an individual entity that cr- that creates the salvage titles is ahead of you know any, uh, any of the, anybody else. Okay. Because they they just have so many vehicles and right. and the U.S. government policy is not to maintain them they figured that more rest sorry that's a, a right. little insert from bob um no you're right yeah they just the stuff that the, mm-hmm. the, you'll see a twenty thousand mile vehicle that's been sitting in the weeds and in, in in a pond right uh, 
you know, because nobody takes care of it. Nobody, it's not. They don't care. It's not their. They they don't have the same investment that we as owners have, right? I'll get off my political. No, you're right. No, you're no. It's 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 well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well Uh, documented. No, nothing wrong with that at all. So, I brought it. I I just as I was preparing for this, I, I just ran across an interesting article under you know how stuff works. And it's 10 reasons a car might have a salvage title. And I actually learned a couple of things. Okay. Uh, well, one, another one is the car was stolen and recovered. Right. Uh, that's not tr- necessarily true in Colorado. I mean, uh, the fact that it's stolen and recovered in Colorado and in other, in many, I would say most other states, does not generate a salvage title. It's not an automatic salvage, right? Right. So then you get into the issue of how much damage you right. know, typically the worst damage is when the interiors and or drivetrain are removed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has an impact. Or they've been run into a ditch or off the road or over a median or any number of other things when they were stolen, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, the car was in a natural disaster. Here's, a, here's one that, John, you, you have familiarity with. Um, and the article talks about the salvage title as a safety device in these situations. A person, person trying to sell a flood-damaged car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a salvage title. Um, you know, that's been a reality in our country, you know, as we've had the hurricanes. Um, I lived in Houston for a brief time back in the 80s, and I experienced some of the most amazing amounts of rainfall that I'd, I'd ever seen in my life. Um, and there is, should we talk about wash, uh, things that are done to flood damaged cars? Because that ties into salvage but it sure. might be another okay sure yeah no we can do that. we've got you know what let's do this we're up against a break that's a great uh, great stopping point we can come back and do that um again folks listening please questions we've got bob with us i always have access to bob by the way so even if you're listening to a replay of this program uh given all the information we're giving out today we'll most likely play this program on christmas day so if you're somebody that's traveling through christmas day you're listening to our program number one merry christmas uh, number two, if you have questions, you're welcome to you know send us an email. Go to drive-radio.com. Send me an email. I've always got access to Bob. I can get that question answered. Same with Josh here. Or if you want to send us a text message, 307-200-8222. I can still get those questions answered, even if it's you know Christmas Day, folks. And we replay you know programs throughout the year. So if you're hearing this and it's not uh, Saturday, December fourth. Okay, which is today, if it's a different date, we're not live on air. You can't call in, but you can still reach out and contact us. And, yeah, believe it or not, on Christmas Day, I'll most likely still reply because it's just what I do. So uh, feel free. If you've got any questions, please let us know. We're going to come back, keep talking about salvage titles. If you've got a question, please let us know, 303-477-5600. And we're going to have Bob here till probably about 11 o'clock or so. We'll switch gears and, and take some regular type you know, phone calls at 11. So don't, don't worry. If you've got a regular repair question, we're here for you as well. But this is really solid information that I wanted to get, get out to all of you, including some of you that are listening. I know we've got a lot of other technicians and shop owners that listen to the program because I get emails from you guys. If, if you're one of those, please stay tuned. Be aware of all that we're talking about because some of these things could affect you as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. It's that time of the year. The holidays are fast approaching, and you want to make sure your vehicle is ready for whatever old man winter throws at us. Let Extreme Auto Repair get you ready for the holidays and for winter. With supply chain issues affecting everything we purchase, make sure you don't delay in getting whatever you need for your car or truck before it's too late. They service all makes and models of vehicles and specialize in diesel repair. Don't forget, they sell tires, and Cooper tires are sold to you at their cost. Don't be that person who waits until the last minute to get your vehicle ready for winter. Get into Extreme Auto Repair now. Find them at drive-radio.com. Or call 303-841-1071. That's 303-841-1071. Extreme Auto Repair. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us today. Josh Goff with us from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Bob White with us as well, who's really our expert when it comes to titles and things like that and really a guy that i always rely on if i've got a question even from you all that uh, call in or email in text in i'm always going to bob and asking those questions so i appreciate the resource we have with him uh, terry and thornton you're up next you've got a question go ahead uh yes i had a 04 volvo that i wrecked about 
three years ago. Okay. And I kept it for a year and didn't fix it. It was just front end damage. And then I uh, sold it to a guy who was driving around looking for cars. And uh, I got the title out because I had the car was mine, free and clear. And uh, I signed it off, put the mileage on it, signed the title, gave it to him. And two years later, a wrecking yard sent me a official-looking document that showed me that I owed 300 bucks for a tow fee and 600 bucks for storage fees, and uh, they wanted paid. So what was the mistake that I made? Uh, was the m- mistake that I didn't fill the title out with his name and get his ID, or what should have I done? Bob, it's all yours. Let me ask you one question, Terry. Did you leave the license plates on it when he drove away? No. Okay, that no. was that was good. That's a, that's number one, by it's the way. Number one. Always take those off. <clears throat> number two yeah. is you get a you get a signed by both of you bill of sale. That's right. You keep a copy. He keeps a copy. It's for exactly the situation you're that's describing. Right. And that's right. You're not the first, and you won't be the last person that uh, has sold a vehicle. The title wasn't. Uh, they, they don't. Ha- the title was transferred, but it's open at that. But point, it's right? open. Yeah. I mean, that's it's an open title. I, it's an open title. I don't yeah. want to get into that. I mean, we can, but that's a long discussion. But simple answer is an open title means. Uh, well, what I mean, it's open because the last guy signed off, but the next guy never completed the transaction. Is right. the way to say it. Right, uh, and and his t- name may not have been on the title. When Terry said, Terry, well, when you and, signed and, off, and here's the thing, I mean, Terry, I'm, regardless, even if you'd filled the title out, if he doesn't complete the process, believe it or not, you could go and apply for a lost title and still get title back to the car if he's never ran it through. That's exactly right. I've had that. I've had that happen to me. There you go. Because as you know, a lot of times when you're acquiring a vehicle, you get a title. Uh, you know, you don't have any reason to. Uh, sometimes you don't have any. You're not in any hurry. Yeah, you don't want to get it in the dealership name, right? Right. And well, I, it, yeah, it appears that he fixed the car, drove it around for two years, and then something major went wrong. And was I going to pay a thousand dollar yard to get it back? I didn't want to do that. Right. But but wouldn't shouldn't I when I have that open title? Shouldn't I insist that he signs it in view of me? Absolutely, and you should have a bill of sale. A bill of sale. Yeah, the bill, really, t- right. Terry, what Bob's saying, and, and he's right. It, I agree with Bob. Yes, you should get all of that done. But honestly, the bill of sale is what's going to save your bacon down the road, not you filling out that title. Because it, let's say he loses the title. It's no longer in existence. You're still, at that point, the owner of said car because he lost the title and never transferred it into his own name. The bill of sale is the only thing saving your bacon. Uh, Terry, let me ask you a question. Have you noticed any vehicles driving around this state without license plates on them, number one, or driving with expired plates? Or no, driving with none. none. Now just, just imagine that one of those cars that's driving up and down the uh, toll road daily for a month and accruing fi- uh, fines, fee- uh, fees. fees and yeah. fines uh, was owned by you. And you, but you didn't. You have no evidence to show that you sold it to somebody else. I mean, that's I, those happen. You know, that's yeah. that happens all the time. Yes. Particularly in an inexpensive car that somebody buys, you know, for five hundred thousand dollars, it lasts for three weeks. Uh, it it dies. They don't have any money to fix it. They go they, park it someplace. They park it. It gets right. towed. Uh, there's fees, so yeah, it's 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 a mess. It it really is. So if for, for everybody listening, please, and we've said this many many times on Drive Radio here on this program, make sure you do 
a bill of sale. If you don't have a copy machine, do two. Make sure they're both signed. You don't have to copy them off. Just run two copies, fill them both out exactly the same. Have both of them signed by you, the seller, and the buyer, and you're absolved of what you're talking about, Terry. In your case, where are you at with this? What, you know, did you have a bill of sale or anything along those lines? Uh, no. I uh, called the tow yard and told them. I told them the story, and they said, that's fine. We'll dispose of it. You don't owe anything. Okay, good. They, they, you know, believe that. By the way, nice of them to do so because they could have pushed that. You're still technically the valid owner if you can't prove that you're not. Now they'd have to go to court and prove all of that, and you know you've yeah. got you know your end of it and the and, and and you know what you did with the car and so on. But again, folks, everybody else listening, to avoid those issues, there's an old saying: the guy with the most paperwork wins. You want the most paperwork. So what if he didn't have a driver's license? Doesn't matter. Want to sign it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, you can put. I, I, years ago, my oldest son, who's now in his late forties, uh, I put a, uh, a, a fifty-seven Chevy convertible in his name, and he was about two months old at the time. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So he wasn't going to drive it, but it was. He owned it. You know, at, at, in a manner of speaking, he was on the title, and I registered the title in his name and changed it later when we sold it, but. Well, yeah, I can see having more evidence. You know, what would have happened if he would have killed somebody and there would have been a million-dollar lawsuit. That's a good point. And then I would have had the legal yeah. responsibility of defending myself. No, so, Terry, you bring up some – again, for everybody else listening, these are Excellent. these are things that can that can happen. Excellent point, Terry. It's all the reason why you, you if you sell a vehicle like this – and by the way, folks, even to family members. I, I don't care who you're selling it to. Just do a bill of sale. I don't care who it's to. It's a simple piece of paper. They're all downloadable, by the way, on the Department of Motor Vehicles website, or you can make up one generic. And, and by the way – these don't have to be any kind of a formal bill of sale. You can handwrite a bill of sale out that says something as simple as I, Terry, blank, sell to XYZ, blank, a particular vehicle, make, model, mileage, VIN number. He signs it, you sign it, date it, done. That's all it has to be. And actually, you can go to some of the county's websites, and you will see they have free sample That's forms right. that you can download. That's right. Very easy. Well, I appreciate your answers, guys. I had one other question. Sure, go ahead, Terry. The, go ahead. The, bar, the Barber Turkey Farm yes. place yes. that does the steaks. Uh, I'm a purveyor of uh, wild game and mix my deer and elk with beef or pork. Which one do you think they would prefer to have and what ratio? <laughs> probably probably on the wild game, I would I would mix it up. If you're if you're of course you're making sausage, you would you would do the pork, but just regular burgers and things like that beef is what I would do. And what percentage? Oh well it depends on how gamey you think the game meat is. The higher you think the gaminess is, the more beef I'm gonna add, up to probably half. Oh, okay. Well normally they recommend from ten to twenty percent. Right, and again, it depends on where that animal's come from, how gamey you think it's going to be, the age of it, was it a male or female? I mean, all those things in my world would factor into how much I'm going to mix in. And typically, sausage, you say you need pork instead of beef. Yeah, and you want the fattiest pork you can get if you're going to make sausage. Okay, okay. Because as you know, the the wild game has not has very little fat in it. Well, I sure uh, enjoy listening to you. Thanks, Terry. All the topics you bring up. Thanks. I really appreciate it. No, great questions, by the way. You brought up some things that go right along with what we're talking about today. And, and I, yeah, I appreciate that very much. Russ, up in Cheyenne, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning. 
Hey, since you're talking about wild game, real quick, don't use the fat from the wild game in that. Yes, it'll make it, it even. It makes worse. it even more gameier. You are correct, <laughs> Russ. Yes, you are correct. Thank you. Yes. Um. So, I have a quick question about when a car gets totaled from a hailstorm. Okay. Good question. Um. So my brother and sister-in-law had a car that was totaled. It was, you know, still a brand new car. It just looked like uh, the crater of the, or the surface of the moon. Sure. Like if somebody took a ball and, hammer uh, to it. Yeah, bad. Um, so they went and, you know, they they had only owed a little bit left on the car. It was almost paid off. Okay. The insurance company was going to pay out on the car, but they would not let them keep it. They said that if a car is less than eight years old, it has to go to auction. That's not true. And That is not true at all. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't even have to ask Bob way, that one. I, it's, that's just not true, Russ. Period. That's that's a lie from the insurance company. Yeah, well, insurance company wouldn't lie to you. What are you oh, shoot! Now, and they would, an adjuster would never do that. <laughs> so that was my question: is so is it one of those deals where they knew they would make more on the auction side? Yep. So most likely, yes. Well, let let me ask a question first. What state do they live in? In Wyoming. Okay. We're in Wyoming. Because Colorado has a, a little bit different rule on hail, which they have which they added some years ago, which Wyoming does not have to the best of my Yeah, about, knowledge. what was it, five years ago or so, I want to say, it's maybe? It's probably more than that. Yeah, and I, I kind of wish we would actually do that, too. When, we get so much hail up here. When right. you have, okay, so we're talking Wyoming. When you're in Wyoming, if they're in Wyoming, and they had a hail damage that was extensive, um, you know, I mean, catastrophic by insurance standards i mean the car was still drivable etc there was plenty of those around uh you know after 2017 when we had the big hailstorm here right, that sur- right. that epicenter was over golden um but generally what happens is that if the insurance company has made that determination to uh to put a salvage label on the vehicle then the Uh, owners have an opportunity, and it depends on the carrier, but generally speaking, the owners have an opportunity before they make a decision on whether or not to accept the settlement offer. They normally have the opportunity to uh, ask the question, a simple question. The question is, if if I buy it back after you total it or after you salvage it, I don't want to interchange the words yet, uh, if you – uh, would you? What would it cost for us to buy it yeah, back? What's the from, price? Yeah. What's the price? Right. And typically, right. the insurance company will give them a price, so they will give it, get a lower settlement. Mm-hmm. So they get they'll lower the settlement, mm-hmm. and then they'll give them a price, and then they can make that decision. And in my experience, almost a hundred percent, it's a great deal. If you you know, particularly if you're a family and you you've got a student, uh, a, a new driver, and you can put them into some something that cosmetically is ugly. But uh, mechanically, you know, good. mechanically yeah. safety, it's got all the mm-hmm. updates. That's a phenomenal opportunity. Right. So, right. again, that's... But, uh, you know, back to your main question, Russ, and for everybody else listening, do not let the insurance companies run you around because they will, in a lot of cases, do so. Josh is over here nodding his head. You are in the driver's seat. Make sure you stay there. Yeah, I guess I should have told them to, to probably call the insurance commission here in the state. And they could have, yeah, direction. or an attorney. I mean, that's just, you know, for everybody listening, please. Um, I mean, that, that's where attorneys also can get involved and work on your behalf, uh, you know, with the insurance company as well, because it's amazing what happens when an attorney starts calling an insurance company versus you. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Yeah, because that was one of the deals. I, I mean, 
they didn't they just wanted the car because like you said it was mechanically sound they were going to just because she drives between fort collins from here to fort collins or here to denver mm-hmm. almost every other day so she's just burning the highway sure. down and those yeah, would have been fine for that, for that. Yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that at all yeah but, yeah, but anyways you know, already... you're, you're back to back to your main question no they had the okay. opportunity to buy that vehicle back if they wanted to Okay, or to I keep feel it, bad I should now. say. I they don't even buy it back; harder. they're keeping it right. at that point. Which doesn't, right. which doesn't give it. A, and again, in, in Wyoming, they would, might get a salvage title. In Colorado, they you would, would not. not. That's right. You would not. Well, and they would have been fine with the salvage title. They were just going to run it till it was dead. Sure, anyway, wouldn't so. have mattered anyways. Yeah. Right. In Colorado, okay. though, you, the title stays the same. Nothing changes in Colorado with hail. Correct. Yeah, I kind of wish we would just do that here because that would make life just a whole lot easier. It would. I agree. Talk to your representatives. And, and yeah, exactly. Get, get, a, get a bill going, Russ. Anything else? i got to run to break. Anything? No, no, I'm good. Thank okay. you. I you bet, man. Appreciate it. No, appreciate it very much. Sorry for the quick uh, leave there. But Randy and Lyman, John and Shan, hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG.
Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original, unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Josh Goff with me from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Bob White with me as well, our expert when it comes to, you know, titles and salvage and all the good stuff we're talking about. Got many calls coming in on this. Bob's agreed to stay longer, by the way, longer than 11, so we appreciate that. So we can keep this going along. Any questions you've got, we want to get those answered. And Bob's been gracious to hang out with us, so I appreciate that very much. John up in Cheyenne, you're next. Hey, John. Uh, Two quick questions. First. Uh, I can't find the paper. I wrote the oil additive down for my 80 Chevy um, with the gas engine. You said there was an additive I could get at, and I wrote it down. I got it last year, but I can't remember what it was. For the oil or the for fuel? Which one? For the oil. MOA. BGMOA. No, and that I don't need that stuff because it's so old of a yeah, truck. Yeah, yeah, you don't need the EPR on that. Not the EPR. It was a... Uh, like a zinc additive that they don't have in the oils anymore. Oh, how many miles are you driving it a year, John? Um, just beating the heck out of it, moving snow. I I changed the oil twice a if year. You, if you ran a, a regular diesel-type oil in it instead of gas oil, you know, run a 1540-weight diesel oil, you wouldn't need to do anything other than that. Okay, so just go grab some uh, yep. uh, whatever. Rotella, whatever. Yep. Do, do Use that Rotella, in it, it'd be fine. Whoever. Yeah, you'd be fine. Okay, so use that instead of regular oil, and I don't need the additive. All right, second, second question. I want your opinion. My wife and I are thinking about getting a, a, a road, what we're going to call a road trip vehicle when we take long drives, some kind of an SUV. Okay. And we were looking at something maybe five years old. We're, you know, four or five years old. We figure, you know, it's not going to get a lot of use. And I just, the, the prices at Tahoe's are through the roof. Always are. It's one of those vehicles, by the way, everybody listening, that you you can actually even buy new and do fairly well if you keep it long enough on the depreciation side because it's one of those vehicles that just does really, really well on the used car side and always has, by the way, John. Yeah, so I wanted your opinion on the Chevy Traverse, which is like one step down Depends on from the it. year. The, okay. It, it really, uh, Josh is nodding his head. It really does depend on the year. Yeah, the older ones are um, the three sixes. Time chain issues the old, stuff. Right. The older ones with the V6s had timing chain issues? Yeah, they did. Uh, okay. okay. And the newer ones, they they uh, it, fixed that issue? It or? looks like they fixed it because I haven't had any about, you know, okay. four years old in with the same issue. I mean, if, but if it were me, John, knowing you like I do, I would, <laughs> I would rather own an older Tahoe or Yukon 
as opposed to a newer traverse mm -hmm. if you had to do that. I, I would go that direction if okay. it were me. All right. So then – Because, honestly, uh, you, you can go back on a Yukon. I mean, honestly, you can go back to the late 90s and still have a good vehicle with no problem. Okay. So then my next question is, for, for out this part of the country – what do you say is the average annual mileage, like 15,000? Yeah, I mean, I use 15 from pretty much all of the figures you hear me talk on air about okay. when it comes to, you know, annual cost of ownership and fuel and so on. I always right. use 15,000 miles, yes. So same, same thing with wear and tear. If you're yes. buying a five-year-old yes. vehicle, 75,000, yes. 80,000 in that ballpark is you what you'd be looking for. Yeah, the other thing that all I right. do, and I think this is something Bob could attest to as well, or Josh, if you've got a highway mile vehicle only, so I'll give you an example. Uh -huh. My old 04 Dodge with the Cummins in it that I drive quite a bit uh, that I got from, right. you know, Kent and Judy up at Novus and Sterling. You know, that vehicle has almost 270,000 miles, but I know where they live and I know how they drove the vehicle. Really, that vehicle probably has half of the miles on it wear and tear wise because it's all highway at that 270. Right, right. Okay. So that's the other so, way to look at it is what's the use of the car been? Highway miles are always more forgiving than city driving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're shopping around. Probably next spring we're going to okay. get something. Hopefully by then the the new stuff will start rolling out and maybe some people will do some trade-ins or something. Well, as they do come out, you will see some of that. And we'll talk about this maybe in the 11 o'clock hour as far as, you know, what are prices going to do as some of these uh, new cars start to hit the market again. Although I don't think, John, in just my own opinion, I could be completely wrong, and I know the media is trying to, to pump this up, and even the manufacturers are, but I don't think you're going to see good inventory until 2023 at the soonest. Oh, well, can I, real quick, I know you got another guy no, you're on fine. Hold. Go ahead. You're fine. Uh, I drove, drove by the Chevy dealer in Cheyenne on my way back at home. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? He has... Ten new vehicles on the lot. Yeah, yeah not shocked. Total. He, he, and, he. Well, real quick, John. He has more than Stevenson and Golden has. Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Because yeah, they have none. Uh, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, if Stevenson has one or two on the lot, I drive by there frequently during the week because that's kind of oh, my back my way home. If they have one or two uh -huh. on the lot, they're doing good. I'm not exaggerating. And those and, are typically fleet vehicles. Pure for Yeah. Yeah. They're and, all that way. And two years ago, this guy probably had a hundred. Yep. So you're right. It's I don't know. I'm thinking sick. I'm hoping for sick middle of uh, 2022 that we'll start seeing some loosening up. Well, but. let me just tell you this for everybody listening. When it comes to us <laughs> as fleet operators and what they're telling me is if I order a truck today, I will not see it until the end of next summer. Till the end of 2022, really, almost the start of 2023 is when I'll see a truck if I order it today. And I'm a fleet customer. I've got a higher ranking of getting vehicles than a typical retail customer would have. So do the math on where I think things are going to be inventory-wise. Oh, uh, you just – it's I, I don't know. So you're, you're saying it's worth it to spend the extra up front for the Tahoe or the Yukon? I think it is, yes. Yeah. Okay. I think all of us are in well, agreement of that. Okay, well, if I find one down around the Denver area, I'll be calling you back yeah, to figure know. out which dry, okay. which shop is closest to get an inspection because that is the sure. worst thing. Just And I know, if you don't get an inspection on a used car, you're a fool. You are correct. Yes, John. <laughs> yes. Thanks, John. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Jeff and Randy, you guys hang tight. We will come back to you as soon as we get back. we got one line open, 303-477-5600. We will be right back, though. Uh, the second hour starts here in just a minute. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? 
Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.